0: Three, two, (laughs) one, record.
1: Cinema Cinema. 7.
0: Hey, welcome back to the podcast. We are Cinema 7. I am joined by, as always, John Kanoki and Chris Hawk. Last week, uh, you heard us with our comeback episode, and we were talking about some of our favorite things from 2018. Uh, we're going to continue that with this episode. We talked about, if you want to go back and listen to it, we talked about our favorite TV shows, some of the favorite video games we played. Uh, me and Chris Hawk, unfortunately, did not play a lot of video games, so John uh, details a bunch of games that uh, he played that were... Uh, pretty popular and pretty fun for the year. Chris Hawk also discussed uh, some books he read in 2018, which was a pretty interesting topic. And John talked about uh, some as well or, or and recommended some. And Chris Hawk and John dabbled a little bit into uh, the Wheel of Time series. And uh, we'll have to pick their brain on that once Chris Hawk finishes. And they might have to do an episode on that and discuss it and what they want out of the TV show. Because that would be Interesting. But uh, look no further. Uh, we're going to start this episode off. This one is all about movies. The Oscars just announced all the nominees a couple weeks ago, which is uh, pretty interesting. Uh, Black Panther is a big one in Best Picture. The first superhero movie ever nominated for Best Picture. Uh, probably going to be the first movie to win an Oscar since, or superhero movie since uh, Suicide Squad. But in this episode, we are going to mention Black Panther. We're going to talk about it a little bit because it it is a big achievement for casting and and for Hollywood filmmaking-wise. So you'll hear us mention it, I'm sure. And uh, like I said, we're going to be talking about favorite movie moments. We're going to be talking about our top 10, which is going to be really cool, really fun. Because these are movies that we think should be, well, at least in my opinion, mine, I think should be best picture or get some kind of recognition at the Oscars because that is the big event for movies to get uh, achievements and recognition for things they did and I, I really think a lot of the movies in my top 10 deserve something and you know some of them are there because they were just fun to watch and I really enjoyed them and I'm sure I can say that also for Chris Hawk and John which you'll find out their top 10 and I'm excited, I can't wait we're also going to discuss movies that are honorable of a mention which is literally called honorable mention that's what we call the section uh movies that almost could have made our list and that's also very exciting that's very cool to to hear what uh all of us thought was really good that almost made our lists you know it's it's very surprising very uh interesting so we'll find that out as well i'm excited to see what uh everyone's top 10 are whatever what uh chris hawk's top three are what john's number one movie is this year so it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be fun but let's kick off our resurgence part two this is us making our comeback and let's get the episode underway for you guys chris hawk john i hope you're ready because first we'll start off with movie moments some of our favorite movie moments now chris hawk started this last year he always adds something And that's going to be a theme. So books was this year, but last year was top movie moments. (laughs) And it was like, you know, uh, a scene in a movie that you saw that you thought was really good. Uh, An experience you had at the movie theater, because John started that trend last year when he was like, I don't remember any scenes or anything off the top of my head, but he remembers movie mo or like in theater moments. Because let's be honest, we, when we're in a theater together, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be more fun, even if the movie's bad. Right.
1: Movies make my list because I saw them with you guys.
0: <laughs> so, uh. That's amazing. Chris Hawk, I don't know if you're prepared for movie moments, but if you have I any. Have, I
2: have three. Okay. Yeah. I have three too. And we'll probably, probably, uh, bring up one if we talk about it. You want me to start off? I will. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. So, uh, instant right off the bat would be Hurricane Heist. That, uh, just an amazing movie. I'm just gonna to throw it out
0: there. That's on 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 mine too. Just okay.
2: <laughs> Some of the best acting I've ever seen in a movie, Mario. Let me just tell you. Let me. The best plot. The best plot. Uh, Let's just talk about that. Okay.
1: Look, best stealing mo- stealing money from the Federal Reserve in a hurricane. Okay. Yeah. Top notch. Who would have thought?
0: Top notch. And Not that even- car that can just cement itself into the ground with spikes. <laughs> Amazing.
1: That badass weatherman. That that,
0: that female actress, Mario. That one from uh, Lockout. Just great. She she just ruins
2: every movie. I love it. I'm pretty sure we uh, made some people mad. Oh, we did. During that movie. Because we were laughing so much. We
0: were laughing uncontrollably, like, to the point where people in front of us were looking behind us. Like, they were looking behind them to see, like, what was going on or who we were, or, or maybe even to tell us to shut up, like hint at us to be quiet. But- How could you
2: not expect it from this movie, though? I'm <laughs> saying.
0: Yeah. It's called Hurricane Eyes. <laughs> there were so many parts <laughs> we could not stop laughing. There's another
2: moment on mine, too, that uh, we were a part of. So, um... Uh I think we got to mention Infinity War, Peter Dinklage, but I'll let someone else take that one. That you, that's already on mine. This like okay. us laughing I, I at I Peter you-
0: Dinklage in the in the theater because <laughs> it was me, you, and George and uh I had a pizza because Black Panther ate the pizza. We eat the pizza. We eat the pizza. But <laughs> just certain moments we, like we could just look at each other or you know that we're going to like just all of us laughing at the same time is is great. And seeing Peter Dinklage um, was one of them.
2: Um, I think I gotta mention The Commuter. (laughs) and uh,
1: It's actually on my list as well.
2: The best ending of a Liam Neeson movie of all time (laughs) when everything (laughs) where everything just gets swept under the rug like it never even happened.
1: Because it did, not I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> oh,
0: the best is Chris is like, if they put him back on the police force, if they do it, I swear, and they did it. They offered him the job,
1: of course, they had to you know what's funny is- after all, he did for them,
0: Chris Huck. Chris Huck is usually bad at like calling things out or connecting things, or I'm terrible at yeah, or like you know he's like, that person reminds me of this person or whatever, and we're always like, how. You know, and then, like, but him perfectly calling that, I think,
2: I think him being right was funnier to me. I don't know. <laughs> and then, um, what was another moment? Uh, seeing into the Spider Verse with my brother was pretty powerful because we each love Spider Man, and it was just it was I haven't seen a movie with my brother in like years, so I think that was a very cool movie moment for us, and then uh let's talk about Den of thieves and probably <laughs> probably the best moment of that movie Mario, do you, is that on your you're list talking about, too you're talking about gerard
0: <laughs> butler eating acting and eating
2: no i'm uh i'm talking uh, about the saw
0: oh oh yeah
2: some so, guy yelled it out in the theater didn't they yeah he did so during that
1: yeah, was on my list as well
2: so, during the, the Dead of Thieves movie, when it's the chase part of the movie, um, and one guy has to lay down cover fire for his other guys, he takes out what is the biggest machine gun of all time, and literally every single person in the theater gasped, literally started freaking out, because they knew what this gun was. It was the saw. Get out the saw! I think he said it like that or something like that. Charles he Butler, said give me the like saw that. or something. Give me this give me the saw. And people went nuts in our theater. Like everyone in the front row below us and behind us were just like, like you like, oh, could hear shit. people yeah, it's about to get real. And then how loud it was when the gun shot, uh just perfect moment.
0: Perfect that, movie. You know, even though it was kind of loud for like the guns and in, in uh some of the sound effects in that movie, I think that made that movie experience in the theater. Like I think I think that deserves some kind of nomination or credit for its uh, sound editing, in my I opinion. I think we called
2: it, call it an oh shit moment, because that's <laughs> when it was about to go down. Yeah. That's all the movie moments I got. I think I took your guys'. John, do you have any other ones?
1: No, not really. Uh, I didn't prepare for movie moments. I forgot that was the thing, so it, I'm sorry.
0: Anything you can think of on top of your head?
1: Well, those are the ones I did think off of the top of my head was literally like all of Chris Hawks minus Hurricane Heist because I didn't see that with you guys, mm-hmm. but I did see it with Jennifer, which was equally as bad. I, the whole time I was like, why did we see this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Look, when the, when the hurricane like kills his dad or whatever, yeah. I, I could not. I could not.
0: <laughs> How about the villain, though? The villain was amazing.
2: <laughs> John's not saying anything because he wasn't amazing.
1: What about the villain?
2: How about the, the, best, he went the out, best part of the movie? He went out in the hurricane.
1: Well, yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> Chris Hogg was so mad about that during that movie. He was like, why? The villain never
2: goes and does the job or whatever. I was, it's it's like, its like villain 101. You get henchmen to do your job until <laughs> the end. Like It wasn't even the end of the movie and he was doing dirty work. I was like, what are you doing? You're dumb.
1: I wouldn't waste time or effort and getting mad at that movie for doing anything.
0: (laughs) So, I mean, all my top movie moments are the same as you guys. Uh, (laughs) uh, There's only like two other ones I might add. And that was uh, when I saw Spider-Verse with uh, my girlfriend, Ronnie and Kevin, because Kevin sat next to this guy and this guy talked to him throughout the entire movie and they became like best friends <laughs> and they shared uh this, they both play this final fantasy app on their phone and they start playing that together at the end of the movie i was like oh my god what what the heck uh and also seeing venom with my girlfriend cuz uh honestly there's so much hate for that movie and so much low expectation for that movie being good that uh i think I was I think she was too, but we were both kind of surprised how much like we liked it, so that I had to put that on
2: my list. Is that your list, Mara? Yeah, is there any, I mean, you right. had all of them. <laughs> you're not forgetting something. What am I forgetting? Seeing a certain someone in solo Oh, you're right. okay, so that's
0: right. I was so excited. I stood up. I was. Nobody else stood up. Nobody else was gasped. Nobody else was excited in the theater, but me. Okay, in Solo, when you see Darth Maul, I forget his nickname, whatever they called him, until the end. It was like Red Sphere, or Shadow, or some crap. Whatever it was, that that that's number one. That's number one. Conju- it was Conjure
2: Club. You know, remember Conjure Club. <laughs>
0: Uh screw Conju Club. But uh because there's no there's no story behind Conju Club. I don't know. Is there? I don't know. Who knows? If it is, it's in books, and I don't feel like going through that. Thanks Disney Lucas film. But uh <laughs> Darth Maul. Oh yeah, that's 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 definitely one.
1: I forgot that even happened.
0: I did too, because I don't know. It it happened kind of in the middle or earlier than Avengers. So I think Peter Dinklage. Saying, uh, where's the handle? Kind of just overshadowed it.
1: That was <laughs> a highlight of my life, like movie year, sure, but my life is that Peter. I'll always remember that moment.
2: <laughs> the best part is me and Mario just looking over at John, like, is, is that who we think it is? We're, doesn't
1: he kick no, Thor? there's no question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's continue on with our list here, our final countdown. Uh, let's go to Letdowns.
3: downs corn in the cup, y'all, saying, y'all me up. Blah,
0: blah. Uh, some of the movies that let us down. And, and the reason we, uh, we say Letdowns is because a lot of people have worst movies of the year or movies that they thought were bad. And we don't really want to say that movies are bad or say that they're worse because, uh, we don't want to crap in anybody's opinion. Uh, we, it, well, obviously we have our own opinions, but you know, I'll, movies are subjective and people like things, and there's probably people who liked Hurricane Heist. So, you know, uh, we don't want to say they're crappy or that they're that bad. So, these are just movies that honestly just let us down expectation wise, or, you know, who knows, just we anticipated to be good. Or, I mean, I guess that goes with expectations, but um, in general, just things that pretty much let us down. Mario go. I'm going to say now I only really had one movie the entire year that let me down. We me and Chris Hawk and all of us talked about Infinity War in the group chat a little bit. Uh, I want to say that let me down because I even though it was good, I, I still expected some of the, a lot of a lot of the uh, Marvel MCU tropes that were in there and and I I think I knew what was coming, so I can't really say it let me down or that it, it, it's also not on my list. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, Infinity War is not on my list. But uh, I'm going to say Annihilation, because I was listening to the audiobook, and John hyped it up a lot. Because uh, we went and bought it, and I remember I gave it to my aunt and stuff a few years before the movie came out. And John you know, would tell me about the book and, and what it was about and what all of them were about. and. Right before the movie came out, John was telling me more about like, the psychological aspects and, and things, and, and I was listening to the audiobook. so it kind of just let me down because I wanted more, um, science fiction, I think, and I wanted, I didn't, and it felt a little rushed a little bit. And I think it was trying to be too smart for itself, or people kind of amped it up as it was more or smarter than it was type of thing so I guess that would be a letdown, but the thing that really let me down the entire year was The Predator, because I mentioned it earlier, and like I said, if you know me, if you're a friend of mine, you know, if you're whatever, family, Predator is like one of my things, like Predator is my favorite movie, the first one is my my all-time favorite movie, we did our uh, favorite movie list in our 100th episode. you can go back and listen to what our top 10 mov- favorite movies are. But the Predator let me down. Like that movie... I-, I feel like Chris Hawk might like it, but that movie just it pissed me off. It, it wasn't anything like Predator. It's rushed. Uh, they-, they tried to do too much in it. they, they- too much comedy. The, the
3: you're Pred- wrong.
1: I said, "You're wrong. I'm wrong. You're wrong. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't see it.
0: It's I don't know, man. It's just like the first Predator took itself serious, and I think that's what made it work. And in this one, they kind of gave the Predator too many human, human humanist, humanized uh, things to do like as you know you know how uh, in marvel they kind of do the jokes here and there to you know the light in the mood or be like it's a comic book character we can make fun of it or we can make fun of ourselves i feel like that's what they're trying to do like oh it's the predator he's the he's the predator you know type of thing like the cast is great the cast the acting everything's great in that movie um not everything's great but uh, the cast casting wise the actors are great and the acting is good and i think Uh, sterling k brown steals the show but the movie itself just the plot and the way it this how heavily it lied on cgi towards the end and and how outlandish and ridiculous it got as the movie went on just uh i don't know made me mad and i think they could have done the aspect with the team that they put together more and And the main character is just too much of a badass like nothing he just knows everything he's a badass, nothing wrong with him. you know I, I feel like in the first predator at least, Arnold got his butt kicked and he stumbled into like the mud thing and and yeah he beat the predator with his traps and stuff, so he actually had to try like this guy just he's just a he's just badass, and I, I'm gonna spoil the end because it also pissed me off. They had this thing from the ship they recovered that the people wanted, and, or the big Predator wanted, and it was like a, it was like a pod, and they were like, it's, the, it's, the pred- it's called the Predator Hunter. We, we uh, decoded their, their language. It's called the Predator Hunter. And then uh, you know, it opens up, and I'm like, Arnold's coming out. Arnold's going to pop out of this pod. And it was an Iron Man suit. Wait, wait, are
3: you for real? It was a, a Predator Iron Man suit.
1: i wish i would have been there with you to witness that
0: my dad and brother they they didn't mind it like my brother was saying the same thing he was like "The, the predator did too many human things but other than that i i liked it my dad was like that was pretty good but you know he's also a dad and and it's gonna be 50 so he likes anything action wise but that yeah, really dad, let me my down. My dad does the same. Thing. And I'm sorry I ranted on for so long and I stumbled on my words. That movie just pissed me off. So, to, who's next with letdowns? That.
1: I don't have any real letdowns. I'm heated. Unfortunately, now. <laughs> I'm heated. Hey, I don't have any real letdowns. Uh, I didn't see a lot of movies that really let me down. I'd say, um no huge disappointments worthy of saying that, you know, they were a letdown. Because I either knew what they were going into them, or I just tempered my expectations. And I did that a lot this year, so I don't think I had any letdowns.
2: Chris Art. So I think Solo would be one of my letdowns. It just didn't do it for me at all. Um, American Animals was a movie I was very hype about. It's about a, teen- a teenagers pulling off a heist on stealing one of the oldest manuscripts in a college slash museum and they I, I was really excited for this like very very super excited because the trailer made it look better than it actually was the movie was actually kind of slow not very exciting even during the heist
3: part and I uh, just it wasn't there
2: for me either and then Ocean's 8 there's nothing wrong with the actresses in this movie. Uh, I think they all did wonderful. I just think it was... I don't know, I just didn't feel like the heist was worthy enough or hard enough for them to get away with it. I just feel like everything was gifted their way, or I don't they could this movie could have definitely been a lot better. And uh, I think every single actress did wonderful, but I just I feel like their talents were kind of wasted in a movie where, I mean, nothing really happened. Nothing bad ever happened to them.
0: There was no tension?
2: I mean, there was very little tension. Just like in The Predator,
0: which The Predator movies have suspense and tension. And, I mean, there's some suspense, but there's no tension. Let's move on. Unless you got more letdowns. No. Okay, let's move on. Um, So, as I was saying, Honorable Mentions... Uh, These are movies that almost made our list or at one point were on our list before we saw other things and they got knocked down a peg. Uh, John, do you have any honorable mentions? I
1: have two. Uh, One would be Den of Thieves for the moment Chris Hawk specified earlier. And I didn't think it was a bad movie, honestly. And uh, my second honorable mention would be Mission Impossible Fallout while I enjoyed it. Uh, It is not worthy of making the list, but I I would say I enjoyed it more than some of the movies I've seen this year. Um, And that's because I didn't expect to enjoy it going into it with the Superman arm guns.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that mustache that ruined Justice League.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was ruined the whole movie.
3: (laughs) I would say, too, that uh, it
0: also had too many... um, Is it going to die? It's gonna happen moments You
2: know what I mean Have you never watched Another Mission Impossible movie Well this did it too much
1: They okay. all did it too much <laughs> Yeah I thought that was just Part of the Mission Impossible Franchise
0: I just It got ridiculous Towards the end Like the helicopter thing It got I teased. think they're
1: just They're trying to kill Tom Cruise And he just He can't be killed
0: <laughs> In real life They're trying Yeah to- they're
1: putting him In stunts that Any other man would die And he's right. succeeding <laughs> right
2: he's not human he's been blessed by the zulu gods he's a real ninja warrior
3: i bet he would ace that he probably would uh
2: chris hawk honorable mentions um honorable mentions uh, i would say upgrade would be an honorable mention that movie was a very fun fun movie that mario called every single thing about it he uh he ruined yet another movie for me (laughs) Um, look
0: i just knew what was gonna happen okay
2: Every single time we've seen a movie this year, me and Mario, Mario kind of called out the ending about halfway through. And then uh, Game Night. Game Night was an excellent comedy from uh, what's his name and what's her name? It was very good. Rachel McAdams? Rachel McAdams. Very
1: specific. Very. But uh, Jason Bateman. Jason Jason Bateman.
2: I thought it was the best comedy of the year, right alongside Blockers, which is also on my honorable mentions because John Cena rules that movie. Did you see Bumblebee, Chris Hawk? I'm so saddened to say I did not see Bumblebee. There's a lot of movies I didn't get to see either. Like, uh,
0: I wanted to see Smallfoot. I wanted to see Hotel Artemis. I didn't get to see that. And there's, there's like one or two other ones I didn't get around to seeing that I wanted to. I, I can't name off the top of my head right now.
2: I wanted to see Roma. I wanted to see... That's I mean, on I Netflix, sure. isn't it? Yeah, I probably could see it on Netflix. Uh, Ant Man and Wasp, I haven't seen. Uh, you were never really here. Um, Ant Man and Wasp, far- I just, I don't know if I really care about. You won't get
3: far on foot. Uh, Mandy.
0: So many movies. Uh, My honorable mentions are I have three. It's uh, Solo, is one. I agree with Chris Hawk. Um, I want to say it's a letdown because I knew going in what I was expecting and. For so long, I uh, have been against this movie in general. But I actually kind of enjoyed it. I still don't think it is uh, necessary. I, I, it, nothing about it made me say this movie was necessary. I don't know. I, but I, I did enjoy it. And it was one of the better movies I saw throughout the, uh, throughout the year. So it is an honorable mention. Uh, Death Wish with Bruce Willis. I actually really enjoyed this movie. Uh, if you watch the old Death Wish, you know, it's kind of that old 70s style type of uh, action movie. Um, it's very long and drawn out, but, you know, there's some good parts in it. It's classic. But I have to say that this one did did do a pretty good job at updating it. And Bruce Willis, I think, is always, always uh, pretty good. I really enjoyed it. And my other honorable mention is uh, Deadpool 2. It uh was on my list, and I thought it was kinda I thought it was a better superhero movie than Infinity War, which, you know, could get me a lot of hate, like when Chris Hawk said Queen Latifah was in the Taxi TV show. But uh I don't know. I, I
3: I enjoyed it. I liked the whole uh metaphor,
0: the thing behind it about uh watch how you treat people type of thing and you know how they're gonna end up when they grow up
3: I don't know I enjoyed it and uh, Domino is
0: Bay. that's all I got for my honorable mentions Solo, Death Wish, Deadpool 2 you guys want to mention anything else that you saw that you uh,
3: that could have been on your list or almost was uh,
2: I don't think so John? There's okay. a
1: lot of movies I wish I could have seen, but I'm frankly I, I don't really enjoy going to the movie theater by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't I don't make it out a lot when there's no interest.
0: I'd say uh, Aquaman for me is honorable mention, or like something I could make honorable mention. I thought it was pretty good. It didn't make my list, but uh, let's get down to our top tens. Let's let's get to why we're here. Okay,
2: the top ten movies of the year. Our top 10s. Top 10. Chris Hawk go. So for my number 10, I have... I'm a big fan of uh, rom-coms. And this is the best rom-com of the year. And that's going to be Crazy Rich Asians. This movie is kind of over the top in some aspects. But that's just part of the movie. And the, uh, l- the luxuriousness of how rich these Asians really are. Um, the story itself is a tried and true romantic comedy trope but it works and everyone along for the ride is just hilarious aquafina's in it uh, mateo from superstores in it he's probably one of my favorite characters in the entire show i mean uh, movie but it's just a really solid good rom-com it's um and it doesn't end the way you think but it does end the way you think it's a really
1: good ending
0: Oh. I'm not gonna watch it to see if it ends the way I think, or if it ends the way I or don't think. Or if it think.
1: doesn't, because it's gonna do one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> he literally said both possibilities.
2: <laughs> so do you just want me to keep on going down to four? Um, I don't know. How do you guys want to do this? Do you guys want to do the
0: go down the four, or do you want to round robin it?
1: What do we normally do?
0: I don't know. I think we just. I think we went around like. 10, you name 10. I think that's what we did just thinking about it now.
1: Alright, let's change it up. Let's, uh, each list 2. So 10 and 9, Chris All
2: Alright, for my number 9, I have Annihilation. I, um, I also read Annihilation because of the recommendation John had, and I actually did like Annihilation, the movie. Um, it didn't really follow the book that much, uh, but I liked it as itself as a singular entity. I don't think they're making sequels to this movie. I don't, I don't believe they are. But as I, hope I hope not. <laughs> but I, I actually like the sci-fi part of this movie. Can we also talk about Oscar Isaac, John's favorite
1: actor? John's absolute
2: favorite actor. John loved Oscar Isaac's part in Annihilation. He just oh, yeah. couldn't stop gushing about it. Couldn't stop I, gushing about it.
1: I love that guy so much. So much. He's, John, he's my favorite actor of all time. When
2: John found out he was the husband in Annihilation, he's like, that's my favorite guy. That's right exactly
1: there. why Annihilation's my number 10. Because <laughs> Oscar Isaac was in it. Like, you guys called it.
2: Is it really number it is,
1: 10? It is really number 10. Now, I will say, I, I uh, kind of shit all over this movie when I first saw it. <laughs> uh, but if, you it, if I watched it again, which I did, and appreciated it for what it is and not what I wanted, I actually do enjoy it. I can see, uh, uh, you know, why people did like it. Um, and if you didn't read the book, like I, I could see, you know, if you didn't know what you wanted, it's it's a good movie by itself. And I really like the uh, the soundtrack and the sound effects in that movie. I think that like makes the movie. They're amazing. Yeah, it, it is really great. So uh, that was my number ten, and we, my number nine is. Can we talk
2: about that skeleton bear? The scariest thing in the
1: world. We don't need to. You're just—it's a- been talked about. But, like that—that that is like a good part in the movie. But I would say, like the culmination of the climax of the meeting of the alien, like the song there, like the sound in the background is, is way way better and in, in a build up, in my opinion.
3: I do have to I agree. agree. I could, I could agree with that. I could. Uh,
1: my number nine is Solo. And that's Ooh. because I went into it with negative expectations and I actually enjoyed it. So I think it has to make my list. Damn. Uh, I actually liked it. I, I Again, I do not see the purpose of it, but I, I enjoyed it for what it was and I thought I was going to hate it. I thought it was going to be the dumbest thing in the world.
0: <laughs> uh, my number 10 is Black Panther. Mario's not racist, confirmed. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh number nine is uh bad times at the El Royale. Oh my
2: goodness, I want to see that movie.
0: I actually really enjoyed that movie. Like going into it, I was like, uh, oh, this is probably gonna be alright. And I came out, I was like, that was pretty good, actually. Jeff Bridges, uh, you know. Still got
3: it. Still got it. And the the main the uh chick who sings
0: in the movie, uh the singer chick who uh I forget her name, but she's like a British actress, and I didn't know she was British. And I was like, "Oh wow, she's British!" But I thought it was pretty good. It's kind of like a Tarantino esque uh, the way they break down the characters because once when shit hits the fan, that's when they they go around they go around to each character and see the thing that happens and and from their perspectives, and then it and then it like uh, breaks down each character. Back around and how they get to where they are, which is kind of like I felt like a very Tarantino thing to do, almost like the chapter thing and and how he uh goes back and shows the character arcs and stuff like that so uh that was pretty unique and I dug it
3: Great talk, right, eight and my, seven
2: my number eight would be a quiet place I really dug a quiet place I liked the whole um being silent, part of the horror movie. Uh, I love the monsters themselves. Uh, and I do love the family aspect of the movie and how crazy it would be to have a baby during that time. Uh, you're ridiculous. It was a very good horror movie. And I'm not a big fan of horror movies. So it's on my list. And number seven is Infinity War. Yeah.
1: Because we, we all know you're a Marvel fanboy.
2: Yeah.
3: Tough. T- Totally, totally. Totally.
1: (laughs) My number 8 and 7 need to be talked about together because 7 is Aquaman and 8 is Black Panther. (laughs) They're basically the same movie except one is told from the opposite perspective where the king comes home instead of the non-king and takes the throne from the guy that isn't king. And they're basically the same plot because they're the same heroes because they have the same comic book plots almost. And... You know, Black Panther is good. I expressed my uh, opinion that it does benefit from being an intro movie into the Marvel Universe. And I think Aquaman does a great job at establishing his villains in a way that makes them the center point of the movie. And people can argue all day that Black Man is a joke. He's not the main villain in the movie. Get over it. Yeah. Like, he's not supposed to be. They did a good job movie.
0: of uh, building him
1: up,
3: introducing DC's,
1: him. DC's strongest strength. Is villains. That's why Heath Ledger's Joker is one of the most like the best superhero movies of all time because he carried that movie. DC has villains. Their heroes are not the relatable people, and I think that's their problem is they're trying to make them. So I think this movie does a good job of having a a great Ocean Master and setting up something for Black Manta to do to be serious in the future. Uh, that's why I put it ahead of Black Panther just because I don't feel like Black Panther did a whole lot of new stuff. In terms of the Marvel movie mold. so But those are my 7 and 8.
3: My
0: number 8. Is upgrade. Uh, I didn't. I there, I had a big discussion. With myself about the ending. Because when I first saw the ending. With Chris Hawk. I did, did not like it. And.
2: Didn't like it at all.
0: I had to really think didn't if it like was. It if it was because it wasn't a happy ending. Or if it just. It just felt bland at first, but I don't know. The whole rest of the movie I really enjoyed, and I liked how they they did everything. And it really surprised me how much I actually liked it. That's why it was number eight. And uh, number seven is Den of Thieves. We talked about the Saw moment. I thought it was uh, I thought it was a really good heist movie, and I thought it was pretty like the twist was pretty neat but I was expecting for more of a twist. I think we talked about it on an episode where we, we discussed the movie.
1: Wanted that We wanted that double twist. We wanted
0: that double twist where it was really uh, Gerard Butler.
1: Yeah. yeah, that would have been so great.
0: But uh, I, I really enjoyed it. It was one of the better movies I saw, and, and seeing it with you guys definitely made it better. Uh, it, I, like I said, I like the sound effects and stuff, and and the guns being real loud. It just... It made the the movie theater experience that much more, and Gerard Butler eating and acting is just great. It's
2: the best. Chris Hawk six and five. So my number six would be Mission Impossible Fallout. I've always been a big fan of Tom Cruise and his action movies, so it's no surprise that this makes my list, and it's been confirmed that Christopher McQuarrie, who did this movie, is doing the next two which should be the end of the series. And there, he's going to film them back-to-back. One's coming out 2020. One's coming out 2021. So that will be great. I cannot wait. And for number five, it would be my other Marvel, Marvel fanboy movie, would be Black Panther. Now, John has already touched on Black Panther, and Mario didn't touch on Black Panther. <laughs> but I feel like this movie did a lot. I've been, champa- I've been campaigning for this movie for a long, long time. I have loved to see Black Panther in the MCU. I just wish they didn't make T'Challa the most boring character in this movie. And I, f- and I finally figured out why this movie kind of irked me a little bit after rewatching it. T'Challa is the least remarkable person in this movie. He is almost perfect, and everyone else around him is way more interesting than him. I can agree on that.
1: It's almost the Captain America effect. Yep.
3: John, what's your uh,
1: six and five? Uh, number six is Infinity War. Uh, it is higher than I'd like it to be, and that's pure Peter Dinklage. <laughs> pure Peter Dinklage and the fact that I saw it four times in theaters. Why? Because different people wanted to see it, and I agreed to go. I don't know <laughs> why I did that, and it was a slog. Whew. But let me tell you, I could not watch it again. <laughs> I, like It's going to take me years to be able to watch that movie again just because of how many times I saw it. I could I could have quoted the
2: movie I saw it that many times.
1: And Peter Dinklage was the highlight of every time. Like I, I would go into that and you know I'd see Squidward, I'd see him up there, whatever his name is, the ma uh, the, the mall, and I'd be like, hey, Man, this guy was cool the first time. But you know what's gonna be cool every single time? Peter Dinklage. <laughs> And I just, you know, he was, he was that bright shining light in a dark abyss that is the soul stone. And my number five is uh, Game Night. Chris Hawk talked on this a little bit. Um, I was actually not expecting the movie to be as good as it was. And I think that is another reason it makes the list. Uh, like some of my other movies is because I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. But I really do think it was the best comedy I saw all, all year. And I just, the humor was spot on in that movie and all the actors did great. So that's my number five.
0: Well, here's to expanding my, uh, vocabulary. Number six, uh, is Christopher Robin. I really enjoyed this movie. It made me cry when I was watching it and, uh, crying cleanses the soul. So if anybody tells you you're not a man because you cry, they can,
1: you're not a man. They can,
0: <laughs> you can suck <laughs> eggs. and. Uh, it definitely brought me back because when I was a kid, I was real big into, like, Tigger and stuff. Like, my mom was trying to get me into Winnie the Pooh, and I never really gravitated towards it, but my dad would always sing the Tigger song to me. So when that part came up, that you know, it was just real, uh, I felt like Christopher Robin, I guess. I, I related to him and reliving that since since everything lately has been a big nostalgia uh Craze, I think this movie gave its own little nostalgia or reliving your childhood and, and not being and not giving up that that uh, that child in you type of feeling uh, was was a really cool aspect of the movie. Number five is Venom because I really enjoyed that movie and I thought it was pretty good for what it was. And I know a lot of Marvel fanboys hate on it because it's not made by Marvel. And that's one of the reasons they hate on it, is because it's not made by Marvel. If you give it a chance and you actually go into it without that mindset, it's pretty good, in my opinion. Chris
3: Hawk, number four.
2: Number four is probably the most lighthearted movie on my list, and that's Paddington 2. I feel like this movie was perfect from beginning to end it's a very feel-good story Paddington is just he lights up whatever scene he's in and I love the family around him it's very encouraging it's heartfelt and I like the message I I, I wouldn't I can't say what movie I would say would be better with Paddington 1 or Paddington 2 because they're both great films
1: I just want to point out, Chris Hawk, that uh, I believe this is your Planet of the Apes this year.
0: John, I was about <laughs> to you, say that.
1: I was about to say. When you when you hear me and Mario's lists, which I think have very similar top threes, <laughs> um, you will see why. Uh, perfect movie. It's uh, surprising it's not number four if it's a perfect movie. <laughs> uh, my number four is a Netflix documentary movie uh, called Minding the Gap. You guys heard of this?
3: I have. No. It's about it is about skateboarding. A,
1: uh, it's it's not really about skateboarding. Oh, skateboarding snap. is the medium that is told through. Oh snap. Um it's about three friends. Uh one of the guys recorded these friends growing up from the time they were r- very young teenagers uh to he's he's 30 when like he, that the, the movie's being made, I believe. And he recorded his friends in this journey they grew up in. And yes, it had a lot about skateboarding, because that's the medium through, like, they express themselves. But it actually has a lot of uh, very mature themes about growing up in split households, and also with domestic violence. And it, it does a really great job of just uh, getting some real things out there, because all of the footage in the movie is stuff the guy, the filmmaker, who is one of the three guys, filmed. Uh, it's it's a beautiful movie. I really enjoyed it. I didn't so. know.
2: I didn't know it was on Netflix. It's on Hulu. Oh,
1: it's on. Yeah, it's a Hulu documentary. I'm gonna have to watch it. You you should. It's really good. It's an hour and a half, uh, but it doesn't feel that way. And it doesn't. It. I mean, you you get into these guys' lives, and he talks to them about some real things. I won't I won't say anything more because I think it's better if you actually watch it.
0: Uh, my number four is Sorry to Bother You. I was, uh, surprised how much I liked this movie. I thought it was just gonna be a straight comedy until the, uh, certain twist about halfway through. Uh, who did I see this with? Was it you, Chris Hawk? Uh, me and Chris Hawk saw this movie together. As another kind of a movie moment, I would say, seeing it with Chris Hawk. Uh, the, the themes of, uh exposing or using workers you know that type of theme and and the backdrop of like slavery and 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 all that was pretty neat and there was a lot of funny moments in the movie i wouldn't say neat but the way they did it was uh kind of a, a neat way to tell that metaphor through this story everyone i thought did a great job in the movie and it exceeded my expectations so i i That's why it's my number four. But uh, let's get into our top threes now. Uh, Chris Hawk's going to kick it off with his number three, and we'll just uh, go around like we just did
2: with our number four. My number three is Sorry to Bother You. I Felt Sorry to Bother You. I Felt Sorry to Bother You Didn't Pull Any Punches. It was definitely a comedy, but it was also also trying to teach you something, or just not teach, but enlighten. And I... and I'm glad it it went places that I didn't expect it to go I don't want to say much about it because I feel like you should witness this movie with limited knowledge no knowledge at all and also it has my boo Tessa Thompson in it so yeah
3: that's Indy's daughter right there
0: (laughs) or something like that right what was it
3: oh yeah
1: (laughs) yeah that was his pitch (laughs)
0: John, what's your number three?
1: My number three is Creed 2. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I wouldn't say it's better than the first one, but I'd say it's on par with the first one. And uh, it does a great job of, you know, not painting a black and white picture of good versus evil, like Rocky versus uh, Drago. But uh, this is, a you know, a different retelling of that, and you actually feel for Drago. So I, I really enjoyed this movie, and it's number three.
2: And Tessa Thompson is in that movie too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: my number three is Creed Two.
2: Oh, what? I didn't know that. I no, swear I to God, figured. I swear to God, if you guys have the same top three, <laughs> we we don't. It's close, but I think uh, the second second movies are different. But I'm pretty sure the first movies are the same.
0: Would you stop giving things away? I'm just um, gonna spoil it right now. <laughs> stop spoiling it. <laughs> but the reason my number three is Creed Two. Two is because the same thing that John said, I, I liked how it humanized the villain, and uh, it does make you feel bad for Drago, which is pretty good. Tessa Thompson actually sings in the movie, and she that's her legit singing. I did not know that until I looked up the, the album, but that's her actually. It's action. not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. Uh, it touches on family a lot. And I I think my brother would really love that theme of the the family aspect of it. I like how What's-His-Name returns as uh, Rocky's son. I'm really glad they got him to be back in the movie. And that might be giving it away. Or is it really? Not really. You're talking about Peter Petrelli? Yeah. The guy from Heroes and This Is Us? His name is Jack, okay? Okay, whatever. He's He's... He returns as Rocky's son. And that's the only spoiler I will give. But it's really good. Uh, like uh, like John said, I don't think it's as good as the first one because the first one, that end fight, you just felt it with the, the entrances. And this one, uh, it had a pretty nice uh, storytelling throughout. And the, it does have a nice build towards their fight. And the fight is pretty uh, suspenseful and, and all that. Like me and John thought it was, or was, were hoping for a certain. Ending of the fight, I think, to make it more, to bring us back to another Creed
3: for Creed 3. I echo all of that.
2: My number two is on Hulu. It was a Hulu documentary. It's uh, called Robin Williams Come Inside My Mind. And my dad and I used to watch tons and tons of, you know, sets of Robin Williams when I was younger. Robin Williams is his favorite uh, comedian, and uh, we would watch tons and tons of Robin Williams movies and all that. So, and when I think of my dad laughing, I think of, when I think of Robin Williams laughing, I think of my dad laughing. They kind of have similar laughs. Um, but this movie goes through the entire biography of uh, Robin Williams, you know, his ups and downs, his drug use, his alcohol use, his triumphs, and it's a really good story. They show you unseen footage of uh, his old acts and stuff like that, and I think it's a very powerful show um, to talk about depression and things that are unnoticed in the happiest people, that go unnoticed, that, that are there and underneath the surface. I loved this, this movie. I'm a big fan of Robin Williams and his work, and he was, he is. My favorite comedian. So it was, this is like tenfold watching this movie. It was, it was really good.
1: That yeah, was, it was a great movie. I forgot it was, uh, it even came out, to be honest. I didn't put it on my list. It might have made the top 10. I, it was, it was very good. That and the Andre the Giant documentary, I also thought oh my, was really good. Is that on Hulu? It's on HBO. But uh, my number two. Uh, Mario has already mentioned it in his list, so we don't have the same number twos, is Christopher Robin. Um, Now, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, since I have been uh, one years old, I have had a stuffed Winnie the Pooh, and I still have him today.
3: Oh,
2: snap. Uh,
1: Winnie the Pooh has been a huge part of my childhood, of my parents and my mom, and just growing up in general. So, uh, you know, Mario, I cried. I cried with you, I was there, you know I was there in spirit with you crying. Thank you um, but you know it uh it, it was a good movie I I don't understand the complaints about uh, specific plot elements that people had uh, saying that the message was was wrong uh, because the message was never about not doing work. it was always about not letting go of your uh, what makes you uh, you know a child side and I thought it was a beautiful movie, so that's my number two.
0: My number two is arguably, it, it could be tied with number one, almost, just because of how big of a superhero fan I am. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, uh, it, it, this movie was just, I, I didn't really have any expectations going into it, and I came, I, I don't know, I, it was just fantastic. I liked the way they did everything, it, it wasn't. Too comic book accurate because you know they, had, they brought in different elements with uh, the different Spider-Man and and how they did that with the them coming into the this world, the echoing back to Sam Raimi Spider-Man, uh, Spider Gwen how they fit her into there, and uh, you know even Nicolas Cage's voice acting for Spider-Man Noir was pretty top notch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I really digged how he was relatable. And I think he was more relatable, like Miles was more relatable than I thought Peter was in Homecoming. And, and I, I think in the sense of his characteristics and and uh, I don't know, I, I, I honestly, I thought it was better than Homecoming. And I don't know what else to say. I, uh, the, Doc, the Doc Ock twist was kind of dope. I don't know if you, if you like that twist, Chris Hawk. I didn't know. Go ahead and ruin
2: it for everyone.
0: I'm oh. not. I've been saying I haven't seen it's it. a Doc Ock. I just I thought it was a twist because I, I wasn't expecting that person to be Doc Ock. And I kind of just ruined it there, probably. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just erase it. Just erase it. Just erase it. Yeah, you're right. But I now- like what you're talking about. I didn't expect it either.
0: What uh? What's his name? Nick Miller as uh, voicing Peter Park. Older Peter Parker was pretty cool.
2: Jake Johnson.
0: Yeah, uh, I didn't know until the end of the movie that Chris Pine sang all those songs for real, and there's an I actual album.
2: I have them on my iPhone.
0: <laughs> you would. <laughs> and can we talk about the greatest post credit scene <laughs> ever? <laughs> I figure Chris Hawk will touch on it because he can probably say more towards the story elements. But I thought I, I felt like the like just the way they they took care of the characters and and the things they did just felt very Spider y to me. Versus, I'm not I don't want to crap on Homecoming because I liked Homecoming and I'm not trying to be a Marvel hater. I just I just think that Marvel gets you in are its... a Marvel hater. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I, Captain America is my favorite superhero. You hate on Marvel all the time. <laughs> I just think that people's conception of someone else other than Marvel handling something is on blast. I'm putting it on blast because I thought Venom was pretty good and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I thought was better than Homecoming. Just the way they handled the characters, how the plot, and and how there was a a le- there was lessons actually learned. And I, I do think that Miles develops pretty quickly towards the end. But I I think that. A lot of the imagery and
3: stuff was uh, really good. It just
0: it left a very good impression on me. So let's get into number ones. <laughs> number one movie of the year.
2: Chris Hawk. <laughs> okay. You want to take a guess? It is Into the Spider-Verse.
1: Oh, wow. I knew that because Mario already mentioned it. Yeah. What, what, what was the surprise?
2: Yeah. Mario kind of ruined everything. Mario spoiled my spoiler. Into the Spider-Verse is easily my favorite movie of the year. It is, hands down, the best superhero movie I've seen this year. And it might be one of my favorite Spider-Man movies. It just handles the complex relations of Peter Parker and everything. Just It does it to a T. They do everything right with Peter and Miles and Aunt May and every single person in this movie. They do it right. Everything every touch of humor is done in a way that makes it you know there's moments of levity but there's also moments of serious with characters that you wouldn't expect this movie might be one of the most perfect um superhero movies i can't i couldn't find a flaw in this movie this would be a movie i would rewatch endlessly because of the animation is just so gorgeous and beautiful and the soundtrack, the music of this movie, of was just so different from other Spider Mans, it just it uplifts you. It, you know, it gets you going. It, it's motivates. It's very everything about this movie, up and down, from animation to acting to voice acting to, to the lessons learned, the the relationships. It's probably it might be one of my all time favorite movies.
0: I'd say. Be- it's right behind Spider-Man 2, in my opinion. Yeah,
2: yeah. It, it's, the lessons in Spider-Man 2 are just as important as the lessons in Spider-Verse, and they both they nail the heart of the character. They nail why Peter Parker does what he does, and why he's a champion for good, and why, why people love Spider-Man so much is because the, you, know, you see it in, into the Spider-Verse and Spider-Man 2. You, just, you see why Spider-Man is such a good character in these movies. Why are you so beloved? Just, it's really, you can't say enough about Into the Spider-Verse, so I won't. John, what's your number
1: one? I honestly feel like uh, I should have seen this movie, but I did not. I mean, I'm sorry, I, I have
0: to agree everything with what Chris Hawk said, because it, like, even though it, it's, it, everything it does is Spider-Man to a T, even with Miles becoming Spider-Man, him learning to become Spider-Man, it it that's something I think I missed also from Homecoming was him developing himself and learning. Even though there is a mentor aspect in the in this, you kind of you kind of get the sense that it is Spider-Man learning, but it's also different and fresh because of Miles and and seeing Peter Parker three times. It's cool to see him take a backseat to 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 Miles and you uh, getting to know a different character that's also uh,
2: representative to other
0: people and other cultures.
2: And there are some ridiculously funny parts in that movie, too.
0: Yeah.
3: Sorry to cut you off, John. Like that post credit scene. Go ahead, John.
1: Oh, that's fine. I was, you know, letting you guys get it out. My number one, to nobody's surprise, is Baddington 2.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a perfect movie. We did a podcast on it where we literally couldn't find anything wrong to talk about. And like said, the whole movie was great. So I don't know how much detail I need to go into. It's it's a perfect movie. Uh, you know, Stuffed Bears rule my number ones and twos these days.
0: <laughs> my number one is Echoing John. It is also Paddington 2 because I cannot find what? anything wrong with it.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> you know, we, we know how early we saw that in the year. We were like, this is number yeah, one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it never changed. I think like,
1: it was January. We were like, this exactly is number one.
0: exactly
2: what you guys said too.
0: I mean, I might've debated with Spider-Verse just because of how much I like Spider-Man and, and superheroes and stuff and growing up with Spider-Man, but there there's literally nothing wrong with Paddington too. Like maybe you could say that the train scene was a little too much. I don't know, but it, even though it's a family movie and and it i i just think that it just how touching it is and and how f- fun loving it is it all it just hits all the right beats uh with every scene and i i don't see how you i don't i just don't see what's wrong with it even as a family movie like i think anybody could go see this you know and and come out being like you know what that was a sweet that was a sweet film there's i Nothing wrong with it. 10 out of 10. Better not get shit on all the
2: time because Patton wasn't my number one.
0: Now, this is your Planet of the Apes of 2018. Oh
1: my goodness. <laughs> it's not as bad as Planet of the Apes, but it, it's up there.
0: <laughs> yeah, because Planet of the Apes was like eight. And me and John, it was like in our top threes. Like
2: mine it was definitely number one, I think. No, it, mine was number five and your guys' both was number one.
3: Bet. I got to see the list. We got we got
1: staff having the same number ones, if that's the case. Have we had the same number ones, John? I mean, I guess if Planet of the Apes was number, my number one, I, I know it was top three, but it could have been my number one. I'm
0: going to have to go listen to the other two final countdowns and see what our number ones were. Because I think one of yours was uh, not the Lego movie, but it was definitely something
2: animated, I think. Uh, me and John both had... No, wait. John had your name last year as number one. Uh was it? I had I had your name as number two. I
0: think mine was like up there. Yeah, name. that
1: sounds right. I think Mario yours was like four. Four or five or something. Or three. I think it went down on the line. I
0: don't know. Well that's a fun little task for people. Uh go back and <laughs> see what our final countdowns were for last
1: year and the year before. You don't need to do that. You don't need to manufacture listens, okay? If you don't want to listen to it, don't listen hey, to it. Hey, if you hey. made it this far, you did your job. What about episode one hundred?
0: They get to know us. They can listen to that. If you if you made it this far,
2: you did your job. Yeah, if you're if you've still been with us since our long, long winter break that started in July. Look, this you're is a real, you're a real fan. Resurgence. This is like a new cinema seven. There's gonna be some new things coming out
0: of Cinema Seven. Yeah if this is your first time listening to us guess what you're gonna be surprised at some of the things that we do and say that
1: hype wasn't enough
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is like a this is like a fresh start this is a
2: restart this is a marathon this is a reboot this is a marathon people know people know our top our top tens are like two hours long they know that so they should get prepared for a long car ride or just get stuck in a job and just listen to it. Because it's really good. Yeah.
0: This is this is our Daytona 500, like I said.
2: No. You,
1: hey, I'm still here.
2: You, That's said, all I'm saying. We said, you said we're starting it off like the Daytona 500. You're going to end it like WrestleMania. End it, end it like WrestleMania.
1: End it like a Super Bowl where the Patriots aren't involved.
2: <laughs> you mean watchable?
1: Well, I mean, not always, but yes
0: but uh, thanks for listening if you made it this far into the podcast and you you wanted to hear what our top movies were and uh, you know definitely let us know what some of your favorite movies were because that's always interesting and we're always trying to interact with people I know Chris Hawk's been trying to on Facebook interact with some of the people that like our page and uh, speaking of Facebook follow Cinema 7 on social media at uh, Cinema 7 and how we spell 7 is the number 7 first And then E V E N, more special like So that. we replaced the S with the number seven. Uh, definitely check us out on wherever you, you listen to us. I mean, if you are listening to us right now, you're probably listening to us wherever you listen to podcasts. So we appreciate that. But if you can rate and review us, give us uh, how how many number of stars you you uh, you think we are. But uh, always go for the five because you know that gets that helps us out. And if you because if you really like us, just give us the five and give us a good review. And if you follow us on social media, maybe send us a message on some feedback because because uh, we always appreciate feedback and advice or anything, you know, um, if you want to be on the podcast, definitely email us at uh, Cinema7Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I think it's Cinema, just the number seven and then podcast at gmail.com
1: uh, it might soon to be cinema7resurgence at gmail.com but we'll, that to be decided
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll have to we'll talk, we'll talk about that but uh and again thanks for listening check out our audible uh if you haven't heard the audio
2: clip because maybe I might put it in right here
1: he didn't put it in right there didn't, I'm sorry. it
2: didn't happen But unless it's, unless <laughs> unless it was like one of those one second ads from like two years ago when they said Hi life <laughs> and that, that was that was the ad, or it's just gonna be me saying something like
0: AudibleTrial.com slash c seven pod.
2: <laughs> See, that's a good that's a good ad. Yeah, that right there. It's almost like
0: uh, what is it when it's like a mystery ad advertisement? You hear it, it's a but myst- you don't hear it's it. A
2: mystery adver- it's a mystery advertisement. It's that's
1: a mystery. It. <laughs> it's a subliminal <laughs> message. There it is. Yeah, yeah there we go.
2: <laughs> See, you didn't hear it. But you did hear it. Hear what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you're used to us, this is one of your favorite parts of the podcast, for sure. And if you're new to us,
2: um, Chris Hawk is gonna send it off. So I hope you guys are ready this year for me and Mario to shit on Dark Knight Rises, because it's gonna happen. <laughs> Again, Dark
0: Knight Again. Rises two. Take, uh, two. take two. Take two, part two. Part three redo resurgence (laughs) dark Knight rises
2: so from all of us at cinema 7 resurgence we want to thank you always for listening with (laughs) us we want to thank you always for watching with us and we want to thank you always for exploring with us